Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Absolutely it does. Good evening for the first time in the history of the Northland Sports Page. I've said good evening. Good evening. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook on a Monday. We apologize to all the Barrero diehards. I thought about starting with... This is your Monday night leader, but that's his own <laughs> shtick, and I don't want to be him, but someday I'd like to be as good as he is. Yeah. Good evening, sir. How are you? And yeah, Good, how are you? We're talking about Mondays, and we a lot of people are looking for the iArt app right now, but hopefully you hang out and listen. I was going to say, don't give them the idea of how no, to go away. No, no, no. That's, Hope- that's bad marketing. I'm not a sales Hope- guy, but that's bad marketing. Well, hopefully they listen a little bit and say, hey, this is not so bad. Yes. And uh, know that we're normally on Saturday morning. Absolutely. The weather and the hockey got in our way on respective days. Hockey Saturday, weather Sunday. Let's talk about the efforts we made to do our originally scheduled Sunday program because we knew hockey was going to take us off Saturday. But Sunday you tried to come get me. Yeah, that's true. I uh, got up bright and early and shoveled and snowblowed, and I was all excited. Got in the truck and went right to the floorboards on in the snow. Lifted the truck off the ground a little bit. Right. Went new. No, actually tried home. to actually tried to lift it off the ground, Fred Flintstone style. Uh, the snow kind of did. It was packed, and yeah, nope. It was not worth getting stuck here for Brian. Yeah, it was very interesting. I don't even mind being slighted in that sense because again. We didn't want Hermantown to be in the third place game. We wanted to call a title game because who wouldn't? But there was something about getting to get home a little bit earlier Saturday because the more Saturday progressed, hence why we didn't do this Sunday, it was tough to get anywhere. It was real interesting, though, Brian. You know, Dana called and said earlier, you guys are probably going to be right ahead of the storm. And we were. And sure enough, because we stopped for gas. By the time we were done with gas, we had snow. And then we'd drive along, and, and it wouldn't be snow anymore. And then we'd grab something to eat, and we'd be snow. Right. We were literally like a surfer on the front of the wave. We were, and we took our time wisely because I was just telling Jen on the way here today, I said, you know, Dave and I passed several cars in the ditch, but the key word is passed because coming home Saturday – Everybody that passed us and kind of gave you the look like, thanks, Grandma Moses, I'm going to get on by you, ended up on the side of the road somewhere as we kept on going. Well, and the worst part of the drive was right outside of actually Minneapolis before you get before you got on to just 35. And we got passed by a car doing like 80. And right. We kind of did get the finger. And uh, then just on the other side of North Branch, as we were driving by and that guy was facing backwards in the wrong lane, we both said we didn't oh, give it back. Why. We were a little bit nicer than they were. We didn't return the favor, right? 100%. So to speak. But this was back vacating the state tournament, which was just back on Saturday. But in terms of sports, March Madness is a thing. We get it. The actual brackets came out yesterday. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. We'll be here till eight o'clock. But the state tournament was meant to be the focal point, pretty much of this show, and to some extent it will be. But my goodness, if you need other stories, there are several because. Again, we finished Hermantown's third-place victory and thought, okay, that's going to be our main point of our next show. Then it was minutes later, the passing of Bud Grant. Okay, that's going to be our main point of the next show. Aaron Rodgers could be on a different team by the end of this show. That might be the main point of our next show. It just, March Madness is supposed to be... Oh, there's a bracket thing. Right. March Madness is supposed to be a tournament. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, right. Exactly. The way sports just kinds of all... 
all conglomerates here right. uh, in a in a weekend. And we're not even mentioning try being at UMD in any capacity right now because have sport, will travel, will win is kind of UMD's notion right now, especially on the hardwood floor. Absolutely, you know they're they're going great guns. You know you've got a bunch of girls high school basketball uh, teams firing up for the right. state. You got guys getting ready to get there. Um, yeah, there's just so much. We got the World Baseball Classic. If you're looking at baseball, Ohan, they're talking. Or if you to- like better weather, spring training, because you want to talk about March Madness. Who doesn't look in their front yard right now and get a little bit mad about, you know, I've heard the phrase, why do I live here? For me, the answer is all of the sports things you just said. The weather can be terrible. I get that. It has been recently. Right, so to speak. <laughs> but the sports world is tremendous. And I guess. If you can look past one to the other, you can still smile. But this is from a guy who hasn't had to shovel anything. God yeah. bless cerebral palsy in the winter storm. <laughs> That's a new mantra for me. No, it's it's been busy. Um, you know, like we're going to talk about a little bit about coaching prowess in in uh, Minnesota. You know, you and I were talking today, and and it really did strike me that you know Bud Grant that we were talking. Well, yeah, no, shocking. That, that yeah, that's uh, ask our wives. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, but, uh, Bud Grant, you know, we talked about him being, uh, maybe, you know, the, the Mount Rushmore of Minnesota coaches, it's him and Cheryl and everybody else. Right. But he's almost on the Mount Rushmore of what coaches. Minnesota looks like. And you know, I would argue that he could be on the Mount, well, he could be on the Mount Rushmore of coaches, to be honest with you. Maybe the only thing that keeps him off is not winning the big one, but otherwise is he up there with all coaches, not just Minnesota? Oh, 100%. I think he's up there with Minnesotans. Like, you could just do the Mount Rushmore of people that well, lived here. You know who's glaring at you right now? Anybody on the Wisconsin side of the bridge. He's a superior guy, you know? Well, they can cheer for him as well. They, because people you, in Winnipeg are looking you know, at us funny now then, Well, too. because you know what Dave Sinekin tweeted. One of Wisconsin's finest athletes has passed away. Only Packer snark can even happen when someone passes away. God, I just... I think I sprained an eyeball as right. I rolled my I was going to say, that eye roll wasn't audible. That eye roll was injury-causing. <laughs> right. So when you look at Bud Grant, I think you're right about the embodiment piece. Yeah, I, I, I just firmly believe that when Minnesotans think about what Minnesotans look like, uh, as far as not necessarily, you know, facially, but the steely eyes in the face of winter, you know, problems come up and we just kind of shrug. There are problems that we have to take on. Right. And you brought that up today, and I agreed with you, but I said, is that a generational thing? Not just because Bud, to some, is almost a mythical creature, but you know, we talked about he's best known most recently, and this isn't even that recent, but the game that Blair Walsh you know, shanked from 27. Yep. Bud was part of the coin flip with short sleeves, and it was what, six below zero, whatever yep. it was? With 20 below windchill. So he was that guy. You know, weather be damned, short sleeves, here we go. And I said, is that generational? Because look at the weather now. There isn't anybody going out there in a polo going, bring it on. No, that ended a while you ago. You know who would, though? You? Mike Heffernan. Hef okay. Heff would go out in short sleeves, fold in wow. his arms, and just do his thing. Do you think St. Scholastica knows that they have an embodiment of Bud Grant? No, no, no. They have an embodiment of, you know, to heck with the weather. I'm going to go do my thing outside. I think I think that's what you got with Heff. All right. I can appreciate that because I thought when you brought up St. Scholastica football with that, my first thought was Josh Miron, but he'd do it because he's crazy. Yeah, well, he uh, he'd he'd go without the shirt. That's a, that's a whole different level of guy. I was gonna say that's polar plunge type stuff, but you talk about whole different that's level of guy when it comes to winning. Cheryl is probably next, but nobody did it like Bud. When it comes to the Minnesota teams, we can get into debates about 
who was the best coach for this team, this team, or this team, except the Minnesota Vikings. It's Bud, and it's everybody else. Yep, there are. There's two, three, four, yes. but there's no question on one. Correct. There is no, I mean, and we did this a little bit the other day. So your first Vikings coach is Norm Van Brocklin. No, it's somebody else. Then it's Norm Van Brocklin. Didn't you say there's some guy that I didn't know his name? Probably, but that just means we were doing a show. Right. Uh, Norm Van Brocklin, then it was Bud, uh, then it was Les Deckel for about 45 minutes, then it was Bud because he had to come back and, and save the franchise. Right. Jerry Burns. And saving the franchise meant going 7-9 and nine even after leaving the game for a while. That's because they were 3-13 and 13 right. and, and an embarrassing 3-13. And, and then it was Jerry, then it was Denny, then it was Tice, then it was Chili, then it was Leslie, then it's Zimmer at some point, and then it's O'Connell, and, and we'll just see how it goes from there. But again, number one with a bullet, because it's our drawing line segment tonight in tribute to Bud Grant, because if you make a list of best coaches in Vikings and or Minnesota history, you take Bud Grant and you draw a line underneath his name. So Aurora Architecture Studio, that's our headline sponsor, but we have several. Absolutely. Aurora Architecture Studio, like you said, taking care of this section, taking care of us since pre-COVID and kept us alive during COVID. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota, Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Famous Dave's, and the Incline Station. Absolutely. Did you park there today? I did not. I Because I, you had trouble getting your car to go anywhere. Well, not just that, but I got to work late, then I forgot the computer, and I forgot the badge to get in, so I had to right. leave and come back. I'm actually impressed that you're here, because Monday night, 6 to 8, is not a normal thing for us. And you've said... You know, I forgot my head if it wasn't attached to me today. Yeah, today's today's not been a great day, Brian. It's, <laughs> today's, it's, um, today's not been your favorite, yeah, so we'll try we'll, to fix it here in the evening. We'll bow tomorrow morning and thank Tuesday for being here. Yes, yes. So happy it's Tuesday. Try that acronym on for size, if you know what I mean. But, again, the irony of this and the tragic passing, and that's the other thing. Can you call it tragic? Because he was 95, so he had a heck of a run. But I still feel like it was meant with shock and sadness and you know, I think it was Chuck Foreman that said, I'm still in complete disbelief. That tells me that's a legacy of a whole new level. When you pass away at 95 and people's jaw hit the floor because they just can't believe you're gone, that's really something. Well, think think about the two best friends, right? Him and Sid Hartman. Right. Right, because when Sid died at 100, we were all like, oh, man, can you believe it? Sid's gone? And now it's Bud Grant at 95, and it's like, wow, I can't believe that Bud Grant has passed. I know, it's... It's sad. It's the loss of a legend, certainly. Truly. But the irony of this topic for us is when we were sitting in the hotel on Friday night at the state tournament, we were watching the Timberwolves game through finagling technology that we apparently shouldn't have done because they blew it in the fourth quarter again (laughs) and then actually blew it in overtime for good. But the topic came about because I said to you, you know, Chris Finch is about to become the second best in terms of win total head coach in Wolves history. And you looked at me and went, really? Really? And I said, yeah, that's an indictment on the rest of the coaches. It's Flip, and it's everybody else. So then we started exploring the history of coaches. Who's number one, and where do you put people after that? Not just in terms of stat, but in terms of opinion. And we brushed on the Vikings because we went, well, bud, and we'll figure the rest out later. Yep. We didn't know we'd be talking about that with a purpose just a few days later. Correct, correct. And and it is interesting, and and specifically, I think it's interesting with the Vikings because – it is. You can take Bud and you can put him on the pedestal, right? And then you can look at the rest of them. And who's the second best coach for the Vikings? Is it Denny? Is it Denny? Is it or Burnsy? is it Zim? 
or is it Jerry Burns? Record-wise, I think it's Zimmer. I think it's Zimmer. And I don't know because charismatic-wise, is it Denny? It is Denny if it's charismatic. Although Jerry Burns in terms of entertainment, but Jerry Burns' record isn't there. No, and and Jerry was And Denny is the playoff failure. Well, but Denny's the one, and it, granted, it was because they drafted Moss, right? But in under Denny's tutelage, that team went from. I mean, remember there were blackouts, right? Right, and and when, it went to Must See TV because yeah, '84, and, and it stayed there right. since. And so you have to give Denny some hat tip for that. It's ironic to me that when you think of the Vikings and you say '84, everybody smiles. Go look up the 1984 Vikings. You aren't yeah. smiling. No, you were not. Absolutely. So who do you go with? Zim, Denny. You're a Jerry guy. I'm a Jerry, Jerry guy. Jerry was entertaining as all get out, but they weren't very good. No, and and again, Denny Denny just kind of took the bull by the horns and said, you know, when he said there's a new sheriff in town right. in, his, in his opening line, um, he took that to he took that to heart, right? And so they turned it around. That you you go get a coach from college, and he was from Stanford, right? Uh, you're always taking a risk. Right. And, and it was the right risk with Denny. It was, but this was 1992. And I think when we heard it, we kind of went, ah, oh, that's cool. We're going to be tough. We're going to be good. If you go with that line now, like Jim Harbaugh strikes me as the guy that might do that, ironically from Stanford at one time too. But if you say there's a new sheriff in town in 2023, do people go, yeah, that's super cute. Get out of the way. Yes, 100%. You'd have to have a different line than that for sure. But I mean, after after Denny, is it Zim? And if it is, what a great juxtaposition. You had the one guy right. who couldn't draft defense to save his life. And, and had, the other guy, guy who didn't who know didn't, there was an offense. Right. And, and well, knew because he, well, but knew he wanted nothing to do to with him, it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really ju- interesting juxtaposition because, frankly, when Zim came, our team was a mess. And Zim just stopped that whole right. mess thing and made them good, as Denny did. And so those quality, of co- I think that's a quality in coaches that you really have to respect. I think it Frankly, is as well. Guy now did it. So let's get gold, silver, and brown. Gold, silver, and bronze. I almost went gold, silver, and brown. We could do that too. But gold, silver, and bronze, let's do it for the Vikes. But is the gold standard. Yep. The silver goes where? I'm going to go Denny, but it, it has everything to do with me being that impressionable because he came in at 13 for me, age 13, versus Zimmer came in in my adult life. And some of what Zimmer did, I thought it was cool. And then it was so stale by the end. Where Denny kind of went that route too, but I remember being bummed when Denny was gone. I don't remember being bummed when Zimmer got dismissed. Granted, it wasn't all that long ago. Yeah, and and I've no, I know a little longer than that. So, but my silver is still Denny, right? Because he did take a Morbound franchise. So if I stay with the theme of being impressionable, the bronze for me probably should be Jerry Burns because he was the first head coach that I really glommed onto. But I think it's got to be Zim because. We seem to contend to the end most seasons where Jerry, I remember, you know, we talk about that 87 team all the time. Other than that, the only thing I remember well is this Bob Schnelker tirade because I can't repeat it on the radio. There's not a lot of memorable seasons for Jerry Burns for me. No, but also being back then, it was Jerry Burns who was a logical replacement for Bud Grant. And then they went out of body and went, brought somebody in who didn't belong there. And so when Jerry came there, it was it was like okay, now things are settled down again. Um, but I I just don't think he can be third. Um, I'd really like. So you got to go Zim. You have to go Zim. All right. Here's well, we question. have to we have to go. Period. Because we got five minutes to cover three more teams. But go ahead. Oh my gosh! If it yeah. was if it was choice though, it's probably Ticey because I love Tice. And, Ooh. And the worst one, by the way, 
is Les Steckel. He was abysmal. I was going to say, there are guys whose names start with Les that just didn't pan out. We couldn't yeah. have gotten much less correct, correct. out of them for the Vikings. So five minutes, unfortunately, due to a heavy guest lineup tonight on three more teams. Where do you want to start? Well, start with the Twins. I think the Twins are probably the most difficult. It's, they've had a lot of good the best managers. debate because Tom Kelly is the most memorable because he's got the only two men's championships that these four teams can speak about. So he, to me, should be at the top for that reason. But when you look at winning records and consistent contention, if you will, it's Sam Mealy, mm-hmm. it's Gardy. But people can say, Gardy took over what Tom Kelly cultivated and just made sure he didn't break it. Those are the top three for me. I'm not sure what order I'm going to put them in. I guess TK for winning it all. Sam Mealy, because I talk about mythical figures. Those teams were mythical for me. And then Gardy, bronze. See, and I think there's, I think the one guy you got to add, but he's super short term, is Billy Martin. And then. Of course um, you do. You go all personal in this. Mike Tyson, Billy Martin get mentioned in the franchise lore. People go, what? And, and Gene Mock was dealt bad hands. Gene Mock got the most out of the least. Right. And, yeah. and he was the, the baseball lifer, a little like Billy Gardner, but with more success. Um, I honestly, I think you got to go Mealy. And then TK, and then Billy Gard or not Billy Gardner, then Ron Billy Guyton. Martin. Oh, okay, no, Gardy. Ron, Ron Gardenhire down a little bit. I don't think it's a one, two, three anymore. I think it's a one, two, space, 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 three. Well, we, I was going to say we still have to put a three behind it. We can't invent a new number. Correct. Well, we could. All right. So this started. Well, you're right. I said gold, silver, and brown. So we can invent whatever we want. <laughs> so this started with the T Wolves debate. Chris Finch is a win away from being second in a tie, if you will. It's flip. And it's the rest. And that's a big drop, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, where's the rest, though? Do you really consider Chris Finch the second best coach I don't. this team has had? I don't at all. It's Mussy. It's Bill Musselman is the second best no, coach. No, it's not. It is. It's Dwayne Casey, and he got a raw deal. Or it's Rick Adelman. And you know how the Twins have dealt with Byron Buxton year after year after year, not knowing when he's going to be there? Rick Adelman somehow found like six Byron Buxtons in the three years that he coached here. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll give Adelman. He's the one that got away because of stuff out of his control. Stuff got away from him. Right. That love Rubio team when everybody was healthy, they were pretty good. But then the this one who was going to be the star Rubio got hurt and he never was the same. Um, and that's the two guys they needed to run his offense. And so did he get a raw deal? Sure. But Musk right. is the one that brought him in from well, nothing. You're right. But he literally did that. I mean, all you are is the first coach. Now, was he good? Yes. Is his record very good? No. Quite, yet, frank, quite frankly, I think they were afraid that he was going to be too good too soon and this team would never be able to build because Bill Musselman, he kind of is the Gene Mock. They didn't have a roster worth a damn. He made it look like they did. Yeah, and he's the guy that went and got those the, just the hard worker guys and just gave them minutes. And so they all worked everybody, and sometimes that got you a win. Um, but – they were pretty good as a as a uh, they were franchise, on, and they weren't supposed to be. And they filled the Metrodome, and they, and all this stuff. Mussy gets overlooked because they've been horrible. Well, and the way that they should have been, according to expansion team lore, under Musselman, they weren't. But instead, they were under Sid Lowe, yes, under Jimmy Rogers, so many bad under ones. Bill Blair, Jimmy Rogers. If not for the hair is never remembered by anybody but me because he coached at Boston. Yeah, and then there's the there's the Rambus guy and then who was who was the other the we talked Well, about there's him. lots. No, we Randy talk, Whitman. That's the okay. one. Randy Whitman. Cuz if you're looking for bad ones, there's a list. Who who keeps on showing up other places as coaches and you sit back and you go, "How?" Right. What does, has he ever done? All right, so we're going to have difference of opinion here. Gold, silver, bronze. 
which we invented our coaching Olympics here. Yes. The gold is flip. Yep. Discussion over. Yep. Silver, bronze, wolves. Uh, silver is Mussy and, and bronze is the guy we got right now, I think. Really? Chris yep. Finch still makes the top three. Because he's, again, had to build up garbage into what we have now. All right. So my silver is Rick Adelman. My bronze is Dwayne Casey, who got jobbed. He got out of a job because he got jobbed. All right, so the Wild. This was interesting. Looking up the Wolves, right. finding a winning record is very difficult. Yep. Looking up the Wild, finding a losing record, there isn't one. Yeah, everybody's everybody's right. done good because the Wild. Even John Torchetti. Okay. Even Torch. Well, Torch kind of saved the end of the right. year. He was one of those guys that got the bump because of a coaching change, right? Um, I think they have a gold, right? I think Jock is a gold. It's got to be. Um, Jacques is the biggest name to take over a franchise like that. Yep. I, I think he's he's the gold. The question is, what after that? I was going to say, where do you put Mike Yo, That's who we rolled completely, <laughs> but he had playoff success. And you talk about solid the guy we have now being really good. His winning percentage is far and away the best one. How about the guy he took over from? Is, is the only one we're not considering, Richards? He's the only one to me that I go, yeah, well. And also... A good record. Right. And so I think my my silver is Bruce. Um, and I just, because of all the things he did. And then I think you can go with Yo because of his, I mean, they're kind of the opposite. Bruce was super engaged and, and right. you know, his team was like that. And, and Yo I feel like some of these silvers or bronzes we're giving out is because they were established somewhere else. And we just like the fact they were willing to come here. It's like if we did go for basketball, we'd still throw Tubby Smith in the mix. Because he was so good you know somewhere be, else. You know who'd be gold there, don't you? Mussy. Jim Jim Dutcher? <laughs> Mussy. Fair enough. <laughs> Clem, if you could count it. Yes. Bill Musselman would have been So one. your your silver was yo? Uh, no. Your silver was Bruce Brown's yes. was yo? Yes. All right. My silver is the guy we have now. I think he's that good. My bronze but is he Mike. struggled in the playoffs as well. But that makes him Minnesotan. He's one of us. My bronze is Mike Yo because he did okay in the playoffs, but... Again, the Minnesota definition of okay is pretty darn lenient. I think people are going to look at us and say your fiction, your um, affliction of Mike Yo is overdone, and you guys had the silvers right. You just got to put them in the same list. Or what they're going to say is you guys really like watching tirades on YouTube because Mike Yo was good for Famous. those no matter what team he was on. Yep, yep. The best team right now involves UMD basketball. Pick a gender. We'll talk to Kelly Gerges Wheeler when we come back. Northland Sports Page on a Monday night. Stick around. We'll be right back, Brian. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prudhomme, Dave Cook. She works hard for the money. Little Donna Summer. Tell you what, the UMD women's basketball team about to work hard to get the money. Regional title game tips off in about a half an hour. Yeah, no, this is fun. And this UMD's team, we got a chance to see them this year. We did. Um, Loved when they asked us to fill in to do a doubleheader because I didn't care if it was December or this weekend. If you get a chance to watch the Brooke Olsen show, you should. Yeah, if you're a basketball fan and you have time, this uh, Brooke Olson is legit. She does everything you want a basketball player to do, right? She's got some handles. She rebounds. She plays hard defense. And when she's in the post, she's a handful. She <laughs> is a nightmare. So taking on UMD in just about any sport, but headline tonight, my UMD women's basketball has been tough. 
So when I want to talk women's sports at UMD, I do it with Kelly Gerges Wheeler. Before we do, though, we're not able to talk to anybody without our great sponsors. Yep. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, and Arola Architecture Studio. Again, we are so grateful for each of our sponsors. So very grateful to have Kelly Gerges Wheeler with us. And Kelly, UMD might as well be renamed Wintersville because everybody's getting W's right now. And I appreciate you joining us this evening. How excited are you for, say, half an hour from now? Oh, man, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, this has never happened. We've never hosted a regional final, a central regional final at UMD um, in either of the basketball programs histories. And, it, you know, the UMD women are just one win away from something they've never even accomplished. And anytime you're talking about history or um, success like that, it's, it's unrivaled. So it, I'm very, very excited. And I, it seems like Duluth is, too, because there's a lot of fans rolling in the, in the doors right now. It's nice of Mother Nature to let up just enough for us to get there tonight. When you talk about women's basketball and you talk about the history, I was actually the radio voice of this team the last time they got this far. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw they haven't been in a regional title game since 2001. I think when we grew up, we all knew that the Karen Strummy era was something special. Sounds like the Mandy Pearson era is already something special, too. Yeah, I, I can speak to that. Um, absolutely brilliant coach. Um, brilliant mind, works her tail off. Um, her staff does too, but just detail orientated, um, really can, you know, the last couple of years didn't really have an assistant, kind of managed things on her own and still look what she was having all the success she was having. So, you know, I think one um, hallmark of a Mandy Pearson team is if you look at the adjustments that are made at halftime and what happens in the third quarter, um, that's really good indication that there's a good coach and a good coaching staff there. So um, just really fun to see her work, um, see the players that she's brought in and, you know, they hopefully get some reward on that tonight. How difficult has it been to basically just keep your head on a swivel with all the sports going on? Because you're part of the women's hockey with athletics communications. You're a basketball player in your own right back in high school. Men's hockey has been playing. Men's basketball plays tomorrow. What is it like? I never say we're thankful for social media, but suddenly I feel like we are because it's the only way to keep up with everybody. Yeah, and, and honestly, right now I'm basically helping everyone with communications. It's gotten so big right now with what we're doing. Um, it's great. I mean, I love when our teams win. I, you know, I grew up like you did, you know, coming over here, seeing games, idolizing some of the players and um, people that came through these hallways, and it's just always been fantastic to work here and be a part of it. And, you know, sometimes you get to be a fan or you got to catch yourself being a fan because it's just brilliant. And when teams are winning like this and you have all the success so much that you actually can't even just fit it in one tweet, right? Like it's, it's really something to write home about. And um, I think our whole, our whole entire athletic department is pretty darn proud right now to be Bulldogs. I think I just found my new catchphrase, Dave Cook. You can't fit it all into one tweet. 140 characters. This isn't enough. Go ahead. That, that is indeed true, Brian. That's uh, the thing about success is, is when you got it and you're trying to uh, exclaim it, Sometimes those exclamations are a little long. Kelly, I wanted to talk real quick. If there's people who are still considering coming, right, and uh, they're thinking about players and, and what it is that they – who it is they're going to see, not what. Who are we looking at? Who are the, We talked about Olsen here a second ago. Right. Um, who else is there? Tell, let us, me, tell us about let it. Let me tack on to that, Kelly. If you're thinking about coming, how far back is the line right now? Um, I haven't looked at it in about 20 minutes. But there was people waiting when it opened up at, I believe it was five. And so, or no, six, I think it opened. Actually, yeah, I'm not even sure anymore. But, I mean, I can tell you that it's people were coming down the hallways when I was coming upstairs. And um, 
they're expecting it pretty close to sold out, if not sold out. So, um, you know, I would get here. I, I mean, for me and, and Brian and anybody, if you go back, I had Dina Kangas as a fill-in coach back yeah. in East. I had her and, as a wheelchair yeah. basketball coach, Kelsey. She's one of the best. She well, she was so intense, and you think about her, right? She's one of the face of the programs in the in the middle two thousands. We had Lindsay Dietz, which I actually got yeah. to cover when I was communications, and and now you have Brooke, and and really those are the three pillars when you think about women's basketball. But right now, you know, Brooke has a really really good supporting cast. I, I think you can't overlook someone like Mason Thiessen, who like is unbelievable point guard um can change the game manages the game does things like i i haven't ever seen really at this level at, at a point guard and they're just good all the way around their roster so I, I i would encourage anybody to come it's really good basketball it's going to be really good basketball and um you know if you haven't made the decision your, your clock's ticking on you i was going to say that's beautiful promotion by yep. kelly gerges wheeler kelly i want to talk about a phrase that i really never thought i would say and i mean it somewhat tongue-in-cheek Yet if you think about it, there's a silver lining too. Nobody's ever going to really say, man, am I thankful for COVID because it's just not a statement we should say. But if you look at what it did to collegiate athletics with all these super seniors and graduate year players and UMD's having a blast with them, particularly on the basketball court, the experience speaks volumes, doesn't it? It, I mean, in, in really in all the sports, I mean, I would even say women's hockey, having kids five or six years, um, in the case of Ashton Bell, who lost or was gone for a year with um, – winning a gold medal, but you never get to coach five years unless you lose a kitchen injury normally, right? And just the relationships are just so much deeper. The kids are so mature. Um, I noticed that being with women's hockey last night. I see it with women's basketball. Those fifth-year seniors are so mature, and it's something we've never had. Like, across the board, they're all like that. And you can't buy, you can't buy experience, right? You, you can't buy – we redshirt kids because we want them to get the experience, and these fifth years have right. had it just right. straight up and um, and and just been so acclimated to success. And so, it you know, there's the other side of it where you've seen all these weird transfers and kids that leave for one year, which is really – you know, UMD has been insulated from that. But on the other side, those five-year relationships with players, I think, is something special, and um, it's very unique, and you're probably only going to get it, what, one more year, I think, of um, COVID kids. But – it's phenomenal, and, and it's making a difference in college sports for sure. Definitely is. It's making a difference for Justin Wick's team as well. Of course, they'll play tomorrow. It's been a fun bracket over there because they came in as a six. They knocked off a three. Then they knocked off a seven who had beaten a two. So actually, on paper, they're favored there. Then you could say they got a little bit of help last night, too. They are not playing Northwest Missouri State, the one in that region. They get to take on a five. But I don't care what number is in front of a team these days. you got to be playing well, and Justin Wick's crew, they really are. Well, and if you watch that team last night, I mean, they that, that wasn't a fluke. They didn't fluke over northwestern Missouri or northwest Missouri. And so I, I think, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup for them tomorrow, but I, they've got – they have lightning in a bottle too. Um, they have they have the seniors. They have really, really good leadership, really, really strong personalities, kids that are willing to just go and drop threes or try things. And um, I think they're really, really close in that group. And, again, another really phenomenal coach. I think UMD has a lot of them right now, hard workers, good people. I think they're good role models for their athletes. And and it and it, it it you know it comes from the top like it it trickles down and no you're doubt. seeing it right now. No doubt. I have to ask you kind of a fun spirited question because I know you're part of women's soccer. I know you're part of women's hockey, but we're talking a lot of basketball because of the timeliness of it. And my best memories of you were as a basketball player. When you watch this, does your inner player come back out? Are you itching to be like, gosh, I remember doing that. That was a blast. Oh no, I'd get killed by all of them. Oh, like no. I can barely move anymore. <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean. 
<laughs> no, maybe like 15 years ago, but Brian, not now. So I'm just too old for that that's, now. That's true. That was a while ago. I was hoping you wouldn't go there for us, but yeah, we're, we're both getting up there. You are correct. But I, I want to talk. Seven year olds. So there you I go. play with them plenty, and that's about the level I'm at right now. That does put a different perspective on things, no doubt. But I do want to talk a little bit about women's hockey. Obviously, that season ended on Saturday at the hands of University of Minnesota Twin Cities. But Duluth does have a big event coming because the Frozen Four is here. And not just on the calendar, it's literally here. How big is this for our city and for the sport? It's it's always phenomenal. Um, you know, it's always hard when we, we don't get in it, if we don't get in it. And to be that close a game away, it's really difficult. But we already knew that the ticket sales were high before we ever knew what four teams were coming. Um, and so um, interest has been phenomenal this entire year. I think UMD has done a fantastic job from Abby Strong all the way on down organizing it. The details have been pr- really immaculate. And I think, I mean, Amsoil looks really good right now. You go through the hallways, you go in the press working areas. It, it looks good. People are working hard. And um, they're prepared to put on a really good show for the four teams that are here. And, and I really, really encourage fans. You know, I mean, I – was, I heard Rhett McDonald's wife telling me that they were thinking about coming to a game, and you know wow. they're not basketball fans. That's when you know fans, you've right? made an impact. If you've got yeah, McDonald's talking about hockey, you did something. Right, but just because of the experience, and I think you know, there's a lot of things going on and things kids can do, and I mean, it's not very often you get to see you know something like that in your in your backyard. So I think it's I think fans will come out. Duluth is a great sports town and a good hockey town, and um, I, I think they'll be really happy with the product and definitely with the level of hockey. So again, we are chatting with Kelly Gerges Wheeler, somebody who I've been blessed to know for decades, but I was telling my co-host Dave Cook some fun facts about you before you went on the air with us, and he wants to know the logic behind this, because the Minnesota Twins beat the Yankees today, and it's spring training. If you ever needed an indicator that it's just spring training, all I had to do is say that the Twins actually beat the Yankees, but you are the weird combo of Yankee fan, Celtics fan. How does that work, and have you ever been to the East Coast and had to explain that to either city? Well, I mean, I'm a New Yorker, right? Like, I was born in Queens. My family was a bunch of New York sports fans. Um, and so that's where the Yankees came from. I, they were big Yankees fans, Giants, Jets, all that. Um, and I just, the Yankees were good, right? So right. Uh, that's how that was. But then growing up, my family wasn't really big basketball fans. And the Celtics, I don't know, I guess you know this, Brian, but, like, I was obsessed with Larry Bird. I know, you and I and, both. And, yeah, and and my whole room was covered in him, and it's just, like, been this crazy love affair. And I know, like, in real life, I probably hate Boston, but I love their basketball fans, and I just love that team. And um, it's, like, a, one of the weird obsessions of my life yep. um, is, is Boston Celtics. And, I, you know, I can handle the Twins. They don't bother me because they actually never bite when it matters. <laughs> but um, Now, we've been such good I, friends for so long. Why you got to do that to me? <laughs> I want them to win, right? I know. If the Yankees can't win. We're, we're, we're the cute little engine that can't. Right, right. Well, I remember one, t- two times they did. So <laughs> yes. you know, I can. I remember happy, them well. But... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to you about one more thing that you put on Twitter, and a lot of people agreed with you, and I do too. UMD Women's Hockey. There are always end of the year individual awards. There's a dynamite goaltender in a bulldog sweater that seemed to get jobbed a little bit. Can we expand on that? Yeah, I I think it was a huge miss, um, and I'd be very interested. I think goalie of the year comes out Thursday, right before we start doing press with all the Frozen Four teams. Very interested to see if she was a top three finalist, if she gets that, if there was some common sense in those decisions. But, you know, I know Cavs voting is heavily influenced by East Coast coaches because there's more of them than there are, you know, of WCHA coaches or coaches right. in the Midwest. You need to talk but to some I, of those Celtics and Yankee fans talk some sense into them. 
I know. I totally agree. And, and, and sometimes stats can be misleading. You know, the, the kids that were ahead of her, especially one in particular, maybe, you know, a good goalie, but not necessarily playing the same opponents. When you're playing the top four, we had, what, five teams ranked in the top 12 almost the entire season and um, playing the third hardest schedule in the country, and the kid has 12 shutouts. Right. So I, I, it's just hard to really, you know, she has three years of receipts. She set a, a frozen four turn or NCAA tournament record a year ago of 148 saves in a tournament. I mean, she's got the receipts. I don't know what a kid has to do to get a top 10 nod, but, you know, we, the Cavs has never been super friendly to UMD, so, you know, it's disappointing but not always shocking. I think that's very well said. Last question for you is this. We've been able to talk to you about so many different sports at UMD because of your role there. If there are any students or kids out there listening that say, I want to do what she's doing when I grow up, what goes into your job and how can folks pursue it? Really, this depends on the time of year. Right now, it's all communications. It's all media. It's all getting stats and facts out there and um, getting coverage for our teams. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, I love being in, in a department. I love working with coaches. You know, I've been a coach for most of my life, but sometimes I think, like, the communications part is, is even better at times. And, um, you know, if you love sports, there's always avenues in. There's ways to intern. There's places for everybody. So um, just ask questions and find out where you could fit in. I think that's beautifully stated. It was a blast to talk to you. I felt like I was a freshman at East again, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Go dogs. Keep us posted tonight. You've got my number. Text me score updates. I will. Absolutely. All right. That is Thank Kelly Gerges Wheeler. Thank you very much. All my best to her and her family. All our best to so many UMD teams. It's an exciting time. Absolutely. Basketball right now at UMD is exciting. Things are happening, right? And so let's uh, let's go, dogs. You might even say it's a manic Monday. It's the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Dave Hoops is next. Stick around. We'll be- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right back. A little let's go crazy. It is definitely a crazy time of the sports year. March Madness started as a way to define a tournament. Now, as I've said, it's a way to define a lifestyle. Things are getting crazy. So crazy. We're on a Monday night here on the Northland Sports page. We promise, although we can't really stick to that promise because Mother Nature may not let us. We think we'll be back Saturday morning this week, but there's another storm on the horizon as well. Thank goodness. You know, we could use a little more of snow. Yes. Yeah. I felt, you know, such a withdrawal from snow. Yep. It's been a whole, what, couple hours? I don't think we've had any yet since I got here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. There's, uh, there is uh, the opportunity that uh, we will be here Saturday morning. The expectation is. Yes. And it's. And the it's, schedule says. Yes. But it's everything is subject to change these days. Yes. Let's try not to do it every day of the week, though. Could we, could right. we not? But one thing that rarely changes, if at all, is Dave Hoops making an appearance on our show. He is one of our illustrious sponsors. We'll go to him in a moment. Before we do, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Yeah, right along with OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, The Incline Station, Famous Dave's, Arola Architecture Studio, and our next guest, Hoops Brewing. And here's Dave. Mr. Dave Hoops, so glad you're with us. And I mean that in just about every definition because Dave and I talked at the outset about the adventurous drive home we had. 
You went 24 hours later, roughly, and it was worse. So I'm glad you're with us in any way you can be. And good evening for the first time in the history of the show. Oh, um, good evening, guys. I, um, I, I was listening, and yeah, I think you were wise to get going, but I got to stay and go to the uh, championship game with, uh, with my son, Fen, and um, it was quite fun. And then um, the next day, one thing, you guys had a lot more traffic. Um, traffic was lighter, but it was full on. It was impressive. Whiteouts, you know how usually the right side has some laneage. You can see the two, two tire tracks. Right. White. Right. Yeah, not even that. And there were a bunch of cars in the ditch, but, you know, it's not that tough to drive 40 miles an hour, people. I, there's this small segment of Minnesota drivers who think they have to drive 60 or 70 or 80 and that I, I can't understand it exactly, but I got home no problem, and then I got to snowblow a whole bunch and all that other stuff, and it's kind of a cozy day. Now you two Daves are more alike than maybe even you think, because the things you were saying kind of reminded me of Dave Cook driving us Saturday, and he's raising his hand. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember Dad used to say, Dave. He used to say the thing about it is, is that you give Minnesotans four wheel drive, and all of a sudden they think it makes them invincible. They don't realize that all four wheels driving at the same time, airborne, doesn't help. Yeah, it's so true. And you, you touched on a bunch of stuff, you know, the short sleeve shirts, the, the shorts, you know, which I'm guilty. Uh, I'll, I'll do it when it's like this outside. And um, this weekend, there were a lot of people down there doing that. And, and of course, it had to snow. It's the state tournament. Those are the rules. I, I mean, it's, it's like clockwork. It, it was a really good weekend. Really right. Well. I don't know why they on the radio, too. Thank you very much. I don't know why they bother to come up with meteorological names for winter storms. Because just up here, we could call it Winter Storm State Hockey because it is like clockwork, certainly. But again, you talked about the short sleeve shirts. We mentioned it because that was probably Bud Grant's last big visible thing, being in short sleeves at that cold playoff game. The loss of a legend, how did it hit you? Because again, we left the X Saturday going, okay, we're going to talk about Hermantown finishing third. The show will be fun. We got to the car and it was Bud Grant passes and everything changed for everybody. How did it grab you? It, it, it grabbed me huge. Um, I was so fortunate. A couple of years ago in the summer, he came up here with a group of guys and went out with, with the Happy Hooker group um, on a charter. And after they were done fishing, they came in to hoops. And um, I full-on got to meet him. He was um, super friendly and sharp as a tack. And, of course, he's a legend, somebody I admired very deeply. And um, I talked a lot with Finn um, who I was hanging out with at the time, trying to explain to him how important he was and how Dave said it earlier, you know, he's certainly, he's a, he's a top five coach, I think all time. I don't know his numbers. I don't know where he sits, but, um, and obviously he's the only one as far as I, I'm pretty sure that ever took us to the Super Bowl. I'm right. I mean, it's so that is cool. correct. Right. He was, be wrong. Okay. He, no, you're correct. Yeah. He was the head man with all four and I got to meet him too. Might've even been around the same time. Cause he was at grandma's sports garden in Duluth, and he was actually with Chad Greenway. Met them both the same day. It was a show that PA brought here. Did you ever get a chance to meet Bud? I have not had a. Ch- I did not have a chance to meet Bud. It's it's difficult to put into words what it means to meet him because again, depending on when you meet him, you kind of just sit back and listen. And I know for somebody who talks as much as me, that's difficult. Not when you're in the company of an icon like that. So Bud Grant, obviously a massive loss. But Dave Hoops, talk about your experience at the tournament because. Whether it was John Carlson and myself or Dave Cook and myself, we saw lots of fans from afar, but we didn't get to see how they got to interact with each other. Well, it was interesting because, um, like many things, this year was 
somewhat back to normal. Um, a lot of things have happened. Movies are happening again, um, you know, for example. And um, the tournament was happening again. It was right. It felt good. It was fun. I was excited. Um, I rooted. I rooted. Yes, for some teams. I've never ever rooted for Hill Murray before. Although I love their jerseys. It's Hoop Central, black and green. It really is. I was gonna say yeah. you could be uh, Hill Murray and Rock Ridge headquarters. Yeah, full on. And um, and I root. I was rooting against Minnetonka for some things that happened when Finn was playing. We won't get into that. And that was a tremendous game. And then Moorhead. Oh. I, so my problem was I was ho- I was just wishing, wishing, wishing for the comeback. I got the comeback. I needed to be wishing, wishing, wishing for the win, right? But it was um, great games. Really, the Thursday was was probably the best day of the tournament, and everything about it it just felt right. Some great hockey um, teams I wanted to win didn't win. You've got to give Monomini big props. Tons of credit. Real. They were very yeah, good. They beat yeah, they beat everybody. And then I have to tell you. I didn't, you know, um, the guy who does the hockey hair, he's entertaining. He's wonderful. I've met him before at the the Eagle. He's a nice guy. But um, the world kids and their facial hair, I am just really impressed. I was going to say, I'm I'm jealous because I can do it now, but at 16, 17, 18, nah, I couldn't have done any of that facial hair. I was uh, apparently what they call a late bloomer. I would not have had the chance, to say the least. But it was good hockey. Now I want to shift from one tournament to another because – Again, March Madness, I said it at the outset of the show, it can be the sport, the story, the transaction, anything you want to make it, but the origin of March Madness is the NCAA basketball tournament, and for a big-time hockey guy, your last name is Hoops. You're pretty into that. I am extremely into it. Um, it's, uh, I, I follow it much, much more closely than the NBA. I always have. I've always considered it my second um kind of most fun huge sport the you know the tournament time and um of course brackets and stuff like that you know we might have one at hoops you know for entertainment purposes only let's just say and um and then enjoying this because unfortunately like we get a year for most of these kids because uh at least at least we get that though so yeah I'm, i'm very into it and i did watch a little bit more um college basketball this year than is normal so i've got some opinions which I'm not going to – I might be misdirecting if you ask for any. I was going to say, don't don't share your secrets or your strategies just yet. But I do want to talk to you because it's a little different. Talking to you on a Monday night, and I saw a tweet of another busy week at the brewery. Trivia night right now, yes? Yeah. Um, we just started this three weeks ago, and it's already catching on. The people who run it are, are top shelf. Uh, we've got a good sound system, which I sprung for, which you know helps a lot. And um, I do think it's going to – um, really carry into the summer, especially when we bring it outdoors um, next to the big boat when it's a nice night. And, um, yeah, and then we're starting a new thing on Thursday this week, too, where we're going to be spinning classic vinyl or all kinds of tunage and then trying to get people back in to play board games and things like that. So we're trying to have some kind of manufactured event every night of the week that makes it kind of more fun to hang out besides the <laughs> – uh, omnipresent sports on TV and the you know pretty good beer that kind of deal. I was going to say better than pretty good. We'll have more on that in a moment. Monday night's a little different. Dave just has one big life altering question for us this time. Go ahead. Well, actually, I'm not sure it's life altering, but oh, I they think all it, are when they I come think from it'll you. It'll be interesting. All right, go ahead. All right. So I was uh, reading today online. 
Dave, and it seems that there's one beer company that's mad at another beer company because of the ah, advertising the slogan change. Yes. Light beer tasting like water. Can't say that anymore. Right, exactly. So I wanted to ask this. So, Dave, what's the best way, and Brian, what's the best way to advertise beer? Wow. Dave, oops, since you have to do it for good reason, I'll let you tackle this first. Well, I think, you know, those old commercials from Light Beer from Miller um, kind of did a heck of a job. Um, just it was all about regular people hanging out together. Uh, you know, Light Beer from Miller at the time, I guess, less filling, better tasting. But most, more importantly, it, it's just about good times and just it's, it's an American and I do mean it, an American, you know, rite of passage, having a beer. Maybe you had one with your dad, maybe, you know, who knows? And, you know, the Germans, it's their whole culture. But here in America, I think, um, you know, beer is like Coca-Cola. It's just something that we in America, you know, celebrate. And I think advertising it's simple and what you like is good. That's a, I'm a big on that, really big. I love it. There's a new slogan for you. Beer is like Coca-Cola. The only difference is I'm enjoying a Coca-Cola during the show. I don't know if I can enjoy a beer during the show. It might be frowned upon, but that's excellent, Dave Hoops. The best way for me is during a sporting event, because that's when I'm glued to the TV most often, or just get Bob Euchre. All I remember is front row, bingo, and just a bit outside. That'll get me every time. So speaking of getting me every time, what's the beer getting folks there now? Well, I was going to name a couple different ones tonight because we always talk about certain, you know, fruit beers and stuff in your honor. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I will take the rap gladly on that one. But we've got a beautiful black lager, 4551, which um, it's, it's like, a, like a, a, a porter, except it's uh, sweeter and it's got some licorice notes and it just tastes really, really nice. Um, we've also have a Maybach, which people don't really realize, but that's kind of the, the ode to spring beer that's on, and it's a nice lager. And then, of course, we have um, our Keller Pilsner, which is something that everybody should try. So we've got that, and, of course, all those games we mentioned and all that other stuff. It's a great time of year to be just about anywhere. Why not make that anywhere? Hoops Brewing, always a good beer. Dave Hoops, bumping you out with Come Monday. Come Monday, you were there for us again. We appreciate it. Back to normal, we think. See what Mother Nature has to say on Saturday morning. We'll talk to you then. Can't wait. Uh, great show. And thanks for having Kara on. That's always a highlight for me. We've Way had Kara before. We had to go to the rest of the family. We had to grab Kelly. But we appreciate you, and we'll have you back next Saturday. Have a good rest of the week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, guys. All right, that's our guy, Dave Hoops. Come Monday, we're still all right. We still got an hour to go. Ryan Kern is next. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.